0: Welcome to Text Nation. Joining us is Linus Chang, founder and CEO of Backup Assist. Thank you for joining us, Linus. It's a delight to be on. Thank you, Fred. Well, let's back up for a minute, if you will, and tell us a bit about the company.
1: Oh, so at Backup Assist, we help uh, small and medium enterprises become cyber resilient. And that's by backing up and being able to recover their systems and data in the event of uh, a cyber event. And uh, we have clients and um, customers all around the world, 165 countries, and uh, we are I guess we're really passionate about making sure people can recover if they've been hacked into, if they've suffered ransomware, or if it's purely a natural disaster that's wiped out their data and infrastructure.
0: And uh, ransomware attacks have certainly been in the news, especially of late, haven't they?
1: Oh, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, the year's 2020, and we should have flying skateboards and self-driving cars, and, and yet we're talking about ransomware and backup. It's <laughs> quite funny how tech works in a circle, isn't it?
0: Well, tell us a, a little more about uh, Backup Assistant and how you differentiate yourselves from the competition.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we specialize in business-grade backup. And uh, when I say business-grade, that means taking into account the special considerations that businesses and government organizations need to have. Um, there's, there's a number of things that determine the, the actual security of the data that's required uh, in, uh, in being able to handle privacy and data retention and data sovereignty laws. So handling those requirements and also looking at the actual service level of being able to recover quickly and recover exactly where the client needs to do that recovery. So by specializing in the business field, what that means is that we, uh, we, we don't consider uh, all of the numerous uh, competitors that are playing in the consumer field. That is really, um, there, there's many different options there. Instead, we're playing to our strengths in, in the business field. These
0: days, the business field can also mean a lot of employees working from home. So how does Backup Assist come into play there?
1: Yeah, um, so we actually have a full product suite that encompasses the work-from-home desktop through to on-premise Windows servers and then through over to Office 365. So absolutely, um, the work-from-home market is something that really no one considered uh, a year ago. And in that mad rush to to move uh, workers from the office to the home, there've been a lot of, I think, things that have been forgotten, uh, potential weak points in the IT infrastructure. And that means that in order to get the best resilience for customers, um, there are many situations where it's a very good idea to back up that home desktop.
0: And, uh, and your clients are, are able to provide that for, for their employees who are using their computers at home?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we do have a network of MSPs and partners worldwide, and typically they will use our software to provide a backup as a service to their clients, which are the end users, the, the, uh, the small and medium businesses out there. So absolutely our software is used to provide that service and um, typically you would install our software on the end desktop of work-from-home workers and then use it to back up their systems.
0: Now you've got a brand new product arriving called Backup Assist ER. (laughs) That sounds like an emergency. Tell me about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, with the... With these lockdowns that are happening, um, people can't go to the office anymore. And and and, and yet that creates a, a kind of a playground for hackers. Um, if if the IT infrastructure is unattended, we still need to be cyber resilient. And the old days of backups was that you would take a drive image of your server and then physically take that drive image off site. And that gets you offsite and offline backups. But of course, if uh, movements are restricted and no one can go to the office to actually swap out that hard drive, then the whole backup system starts to break down. Now, the last thing you wanna do is to keep a backup permanently connected to your server and only have one backup of your system. Uh, You do need to take it offsite and have multiple copies of backups for the best cyber resilience. So Backup Assist ER comes along at a really good time. Uh, It does disk to disk to cloud backups so that you simultaneously have a local copy of your data as well as a copy offsite in the cloud. And it works really well as internet speeds have improved It means that people don't have to go into the office to swap out the disks. It's fully automated and lockdown friendly.
0: And are the backups being done uh, incrementally?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's quite a sophisticated system that we've built in that absolutely every backup is an incremental uh, but on top of that we also deduplicate compress and encrypt the data so by the time it goes into the cloud, it's in the smallest form possible. And it's also secure from a potential privacy breach. And it's also secure from um, malicious injection. So for example, if a a hacker happens to uh, somehow steal your cloud credentials, um, the hacker can't just inject malware into the cloud copy because every byte is encrypted and authenticated. So we will, we will reject the uh, malicious injections.
0: Are we actually seeing more attacks today because of all the people working from home? And, uh, or is it more difficult for hackers because workers are so dispersed?
1: Well, it, I, over the last few years, there certainly has been a massive increase in attacks. Um, the, the most I, th- I would say the most devastating one now is called the post-compromise ransomware attack. Uh, that's where ransomware is actually delivered after a hacker has already broken into your network. So now, like five years ago, it used to be, okay, ransomware was some sort of dodgy attachment to an email and someone accidentally clicked on the attachment and installed ransomware. Well. Things have gotten so much more sophisticated over the last few years that uh, now it's it's about hacking and penetrating the network. Once a hacker has penetrated that network, they can then use tools to uh, travel, traverse different machines on the network and silently install ransomware on those machines. In fact, they've got it down to the point where it's pretty much automated. And that's certainly the kind of Uh, devastating attack that has been plaguing small and medium enterprise and it really is a numbers game for the attacker so uh, they're just going to scan IP addresses on the internet find vulnerabilities and once they're in then they try to find okay who did I actually attack and how do we install ransomware here and with enough numbers then obviously they're they're making a uh, very profitable but highly illegal business out of this. You
0: no, know, it seems like uh, very often uh, the ransoms are being paid and people aren't necessarily getting getting caught.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, it it is a it is a situation that doesn't seem very easy to solve. Uh, certainly facilitated by uh, cryptocurrencies where. There's anonymity uh, to to a degree, a very high degree of anonymity in in, uh, receiving payments. And you can imagine that for a a client that's uh, trying to run their business and they've got critical infrastructure and data, that's all of all of a sudden been held to ransom. Now, the cost to pay the ransom, if it is less than the cost of either losing the data or facing a fine, a regulatory fine, or going out of business. So if that cost of the ransom is less than all of those factors, then it is a business decision that they have to make. Um, and a lot of people do pay the ransom. In fact, most of these are just, they, they go unreported. So the problem is much bigger than, we, than the official uh, sources actually say it is.
0: Scary stuff. So, tell us about uh, you've got, uh, I, I assume, different flavors of pricing and, and programs for small businesses to medium businesses. Tell us how it works.
1: Yes, that's right. So, uh, when it comes to finding the correct level of cyber resilience, that depends on the client. So, there are some clients where backing up your data once a day is uh, the appropriate thing to do. There are other clients that need more frequent backups. So having a range of products certainly helps in that respect. Um, Our pricing is based on whether it's a physical or a virtual machine, and it's also on the quantity of uh, machines that you're backing up. And um, what we've done is we've tried to tailor it such that you only pay for what you need and you don't pay for what you don't.
0: So what, what can you tell businesses about uh, where, th- where things begin?
1: Yeah, so the first thing we have to do when looking at the... Um, beca- helping a business become cyber resilient is we have to look at the goals. We have to say, what are the actual threats? What are the risk points? Um, obviously, ransomware being one of them. But, uh, for example... Um, There's natural disasters, uh, floods, uh, theft, employee sabotage. We have to look at what are the potential things that could go wrong. And then we have to say, if any of these things go wrong, what effect does it have on the business? And depending on what effect it has, that determines how uh, fast you need to get running again, um, where you need to put that data, We have to consider also regulatory requirements. Uh, Are there data sovereignty laws that mean you must store American data in America? And based on all of that, it's then possible to find the right backup solution for that particular organization. So typically we find that most small and medium businesses can uh, do nightly backups, Uh, most will enjoy uh, backing up locally and to the cloud. And what that does is it means that the the business can recover quickly because they've always got a local copy of the data. And in addition, excuse me, in the event of uh, an on-premise disaster, such as a natural disaster, then they can take the cloud copy of the data and then recover from that copy, whether they download that cloud data back to on-prem and recover there, or they want to download it to a cloud location and recover in the cloud.
0: Terrific. So for more information, the best place to go, I assume, is
1: BackupAssist.com? Absolutely. BackupAssist.com, we have a blog called the Cyber Resilience Blog, and that contains a lot of general information about Backups, how to be resilient, how to do recoveries, and how to protect yourself from this, what I would call a cancer on 21st century technology, which is ransomware.
0: Linus Chang, thank you so much for taking the time with us and stay safe. Thank you. It's been
1: a pleasure, Fred.
0: Now this, how many companies out there have continued to innovate when it comes to building a better radio? I'm Fred Fishkin, host of Textonation, and I'm here to tell you about the new CC SkyWave SSB radio from the wonderful people at Sea Crane. Bob and his crew really love radio, and it shows in this new compact model that is packed with features. Beyond great AM and FM reception and sound, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world, listen to ham radio operators, aviation, and more. It's the radio you'll turn to every day and in emergencies. It will run for nearly three days on just two AA batteries. Pair the sleep timer with the new soft speaker 3, and you've got the perfect radio for your nightstand. Of course, it can wake you up too. Click on Crane at textination.com and put in the code TEXTINATION for a free flashlight with your order. They love radio, and you'll love Seacrane.